It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's officially that time of year. The NFL Draft is this month right around the corner, so it's time for Mock Draft Monday number two. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake. Let's go along with your host, James Rapine. We've got a Mock Draft Monday coming to you. We're going to be on the NFL Mock Draft Database Simulator this week. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, and you can subscribe to the show on YouTube or follow anywhere you get your podcasts so you know when we upload our content every day, and you can stay part of that first listen club. And James, you ready to do some drafting or what? Yeah, I'm excited, and I I think that still the majority of Bengals fans leaning offensive line, which has been certainly a theme in past drafts. So we'll see who's there at 28. Last week, it was Kalija Kansi, and I think by far would be the best player available if he's uh, on the board again today. We'll see if he makes it or, or who makes it. Obviously, it's a different mock simulator, so I'm excited to see who's there at 28. And here we go. Let's just get started and let it fly and see who's available when the Bengals pick. And James, again, we're talking about some hopes at this point in the draft process and watching names fly off the board. What do you think? Yeah, I saw Dalton Kincaid go, Michael Mayer go, and uh, or no, Michael Mayer's still available. So that one's interesting. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson to Buffalo is such a weird one, <laughs> but uh you never know. Uh, as far as trade, as far as trade offers, be draft simulators. You know, correct. Uh, he also won't be there at pick twenty-seven. He's going to go in the top twenty-six picks. I would be shocked if he didn't. Um, that said, there are plenty of trades that we could entertain. I say we throw those out today and look at the players because we could get wild and do all of those things. Guess what? We're looking at one. If you're watching on YouTube, the Chiefs are not trading up with the Bengals. I promise you. I would be and- shocked if that happens. And offering their second and third round picks, like you take this in your sleep. No doubt. You're, you're moving back three back. Yeah, of course. And But I but can't we will do not, it. We will not do it for the purposes of Mock Draft Monday. But oh, look, you're let's, talk about, let's talk about who is available. Because this, this is what you call a best case scenario edition. And we go into these, just full disclosure, not knowing who's going to be there. If you watch on YouTube, you can see the simulator moving. But the fact that we are looking at a top, depending on who you talk to, but like top five prospect in B. John Robinson at 28th overall. And guys like Kalijah Kansi uh, are off the board. Deontay Banks off the board. Guys that you might look at and say Jackson Smith and Jigba, like best case scenario could be there. Well, B. John Robinson is one of those guys. And of course, we're going to talk about the offensive line. And Anton Harrison is there. Michael Mayer is there. And I think in most simulators, if Harrison or Mayer are there, you're really considering them. 
I, you haven't even scrolled down yet to show some of the other guys that could be available. But to me, I mean, Darnell Washington, Jameer Gibbs, right? Dewan Jones, um, Emmanuel Forbes. I know some people love him. A lot of interesting guys. To me, this is a no-brainer in, in B. John Robinson. I'm sure it's not going to be as easy for you. So let's uh, let's talk about it here because I'm in on B. John Robinson at 28 if he's available. Yeah, this is a scenario where Osiris Torrance goes pick 13th. Cam Smith goes pick 16th. Deontay Banks goes 19th. Uh, the other one that really stood out to me was Keely Ringo, 16th. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that have to be picked. 26 for Ringo. Oh, 26. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and Darnell guys, Wright. Which could certainly happen. But those are the guys Should that happen. would have to be picked for the Bengals to have the choice of drafting Bijan Robinson, Michael Mayer, Anton Harrison, Darnell Washington, which edge case for me with those other guys available at, at pick 28. So to me, this is a thing where you have to decide – how how does Bijan Robinson Ooh. fit with your team and make your team better? Mm-hmm. Your team driven by Joe Burrow, which we all agree on. The passing game assisted by the threat of a really good running back. Yes. Obviously. Versus just can can you just draft Anton Harrison and put him in at right tackle and not worry about the offensive line for five years? Three years, mm-hmm. I guess more reasonably perhaps. And maybe you do need to still worry about left guard. I don't know. Uh, Michael Mayer, when, when you have Lyman available and Bijan Robinson available is a tougher sell because the, the issue with, with Mayer versus a guy like Robinson is similar positional value. Like a dominant tight end is more valuable than a dominant running back, but you're not finding dominant tight ends very often, like once every five years. On average, do you find a Travis Kelsey or a George Kittle? Maybe maybe once every 10 years, mm-hmm. right? So you got a guy that's probably a better prospect of his position in B. John Robinson, almost certainly, than, than Michael Mayer. And, and then it's just a, a positional value versus immediate impact versus how do you want to shape this offense decision. But I, I told you before we started recording, James, this is going to be the James Rapine Mock draft. I'm letting you make the decisions today. Who, who would you You're take? Tell me who you tell me who you would take. You who taking Anton I Harrison take? over Bijan Robinson? It's draft night. It's Thursday night. Is that what you're doing? Probably. Wow. I I can't. I can't. I mean, because this team, the reason they've been so good is because they haven't done that. Like everyone talks about, oh, protect Joe. Well, yeah, protect Joe with Jamar Chase. The reason they drafted Jamar Chase is because he was the best player available to them. And it paid off. And the the Joe Mixon aside part of it, I go back to something Kurt Warner said to, to Dan Horde maybe a month ago. And Dan asked about the greatest show on turf on the Bengals Booth podcast. And Kurt was like, the biggest difference between this offense, this current Bengals offense, and that one is we had Marshall Falk. I'm not saying Bijan Robinson is Marshall Falk. And I'm not trying to slight Joe Mixon. But if the Bengals view Bijan Robinson as a special player, to me, position value be damned, that could be a missing link. And that could be the difference between teams just playing you too high for the rest of time and you just saying, all right, fine, we're just going to use B. John Robinson, this elite Jamar Chase-like running back, like from a threat standpoint. And so if you view him that way, if you don't and you think that he's just this, just a guy 
uh, you know, one of many, well then, yeah, I agree. Then don't take a running back. But to me, he's not just a guy. And if you talk to like at the combine, you were talking to, I talked to guy, the people, NFL evaluators, not just Bengals people. He's a dog now. And so I, I think if Bijan Robinson's there at 28, I would uh, sign me up, put it that way. And who knows, maybe, maybe there's another running back at, at 60 or 92 where I'm like, man, that stinks. You could have flipped it and, and gotten Harrison or, or gotten Michael Mayer. But to me, it's Bijan Robinson. Given that these guys are available, would you take a trade back here to like late first, maybe not the Chiefs? I don't know. Maybe it's early second. Like you feel pretty good about trading back here, I think. I would. Well, you would pick Bijan Robinson and walk away. It's those three. Who else? Do you have Dewan Jones in that bucket? Do you have Jameer Gibbs in that bucket? That that's the question because I think those are the five, and then it kind of gets. So how far are you moving down? If it's yeah, a couple like, spots, mm-hmm. you know, if Philly wants to move up for Bijan Robinson, I'd be open to the idea. But what are you getting? And what's the the value of it? Right. And the the other part of this with with running back, it's easy to say first round running back. It's the twenty eighth pick. It's not the the eighth pick. I'm not trying to to sell you on you know going the the Saquon Barkley route. This is seven picks earlier than Nick Chubb was drafted. This is ten picks earlier than Giovanni Bernard was drafted. Like it's, I get it's the first round to me, late first round. You get that fifth year option. And it's a guy that's a top 10 talent. So I I would take Bijan Robinson, and I'd be pretty excited. It, it would be a fun post-round one draft episode of Locked on Bengals if Bijan Robinson's in stripes. It would be fun. The only other thing I'm going to say about Bijan Robinson, you made a comparison to Jamar Chase and like the Penny Sewell, the Sewell versus Chase debates that were had. The big difference there is wide receiver is a premium position, obviously. It's sure. just a, a very different position. Even if you see them as similar prospects, it's sure. Just, uh, and totally, Anton Harrison totally isn't Penny Sewell. I w- you know, right. I mean, so of that's the, the part of it. Yeah. Depending on who you ask, to be honest, because some some people that, you know, I trust their their offensive line opinions think that he's a worthy top 10-ish pick of a tackle. So if you think that he's a really good tackle, you're probably that's still not Sewell, though. Right. But you're laughing at the idea of taking a running back over a top 10 pick valued top 10, top 15 offensive tackle. Sure. Probably. But because people can laugh when there's a, a 40, 40 points per game and uh, a ring on Joe Burrow's finger with Bijan Robinson as his rookie running back. Sure. We're going to pick Bijan Robinson here <laughs> and we're going to come back for the second round here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. And if you want to make the decisions like we're making today, Bijan Robinson. Well, you can do that with Ultimate Football GM. You get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory in an attempt to build a historic dynasty. So whether you want to hire the right coaches and coordinators, which is very, very hard to do from managing free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel, and so much more, Ultimate Football GM is here for you in a realistic and challenging game world. It's completely free and playable offline, perfect for flights, So if you have a long flight coming up, get Ultimate Football GM in your life today. On Locked on Bengals listeners, get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in all capitals. So use promo code LOCKEDON in all caps and make sure you check out ultimate-gm.com today or look it up in the app store. Again, ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Second round is here. Let's look at what's happened since the Bengals picked B. John Robinson at 28 in this simulator. Anton Harrison went to the Kansas City Chiefs. We know who they were trying to trade up for. Here we go. People are going to be like, James, you idiot. They were able to replace Orlando Brown. Oh, my God. Look at that A, by the way, for B. John Robinson in this simulator. Big sure. A right there. I like it. Will Levis going pick 32 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's another one that wasn't picked I, before the Bengals drafted there. That That's a comedy. I, I don't – I mean, second I, I like it to Pittsburgh, by the way. No, I know. I agree. But I, I like that Pittsburgh had the guts to – to go with a, a tools guy like Will Levis. Anthony Richardson would be a good landing spot. T- teams guy. do not lack guts in the simulator to draft quarterbacks, as we've seen with the Bills and the Steelers. Uh, the the Rams picking Will McDonald at 36, B.J. Ojolari at 37, Dewan Jones 38, out of a worry at 39. So a lot of guys that you were talking about. Michael Mayer. Hoping getting to the second round. 41. Obviously getting picked early in the second round. Michael Mayer at 41. Keon White, 44, Darnell Washington at 45, Luke Musgrave, 48, Isaiah Foskey, 49, Clark Phillips, 51. So if you're listening, Sam Laporta, 56, and Zach Charbonnet, 59. So if you're a Zach Charbonnet second-round guy, you're vindicated with the selection of Bijan Robinson in the first round. But, uh, James, where are you going from here? What do you want to see? Well, uh, instantly, and, and we've talked, we talked about this during the season, and our loyal listeners will, will hear when we're talking about Cordell Volson. Cody Malk just, just sitting there looking at us with his toothless smile. That one's certainly interesting. Tucker Craft, your guy from last week, and he's going to be your guy forever. Luke Whipler, 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 I believe it's Whipler. Uh, could be interesting there. Another interior alignment, uh, someone to mention, uh, DJ Turner. Um, anyone else standing out to you? Tyreek Stevenson is a suggestion. Uh, Matthew Bergeron, who some are interested in from an offensive line standpoint, is there as well. So some some interesting offensive linemen, I would say. At, yeah, the at most this stage. the most interesting offensive lineman to me is probably Joe Tippmann Joe here Tittman. from mm-hmm. from Wisconsin. Has some interior line versatility, in my opinion. Can play multiple positions in there. We talked to Mike Renner about him, I think. In addition to Whipler. Back when we had him on a few weeks ago after the combine, uh, Derek Hall, a name that I think we're going to have to start familiarizing uh, on this podcast, an edge rusher that could be a, a very viable second round target. Uh, DJ Turner from Michigan, the guy that tested like an absolute freak at the combine. I think you could talk about as well. Julius Brent's at corner. I think you could talk about Gervon Dexter in the second round, I think could make some sense too. Uh, those are the guys that are standing out to me as I'm looking through the list. Not an offensive tackle that I would really love to pick here. I know some people are very comfortable with with Blake Freeland here. I'm not sure I am quite there at this point. So 
Any any positions that you want to see, James, outside of tackle? Sure. Um, let's see here. I was I was looking up a little bit more on Matthew Bergeron because I do think he's interesting. Let's see wide receiver. Let's just look. Let's just look. You know, I got to look. Nothing. See, nothing there for me in, in round two. I think Marvin Mims is interesting, but I'm not You're in. You're Tyler, Tyler Scott. Tyler Scott, nothing? Not wow. At 60? I love Tyler Scott. Interviewed wow. him at, at UC's Pro Day. Not at 60. Can't do it. Sorry, my man. Um, Nathaniel Dell can't do it. He is interesting, just not here. Let's uh, let's see the punters. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Michael Turk still there. TBD. Edge. We got a little edge action. Anything? You mentioned Derek Hall. Yeah, nothing. Um, man. All right, let's just go back to the all button. To me, so you're not in on. Let's talk about Cody Malk for a second. You're not in on him in round two. I think it would be fine in round two. Totally fine. Yeah. I mean, there, there's obviously a, a transition there for him, most likely to a new position. You're asking most likely two North Dakota State guys to battle it out for left guard if you draft Cody Malk. So I, I'm fine with that. I, um, I'm i going to upset some people here. Would not be mad if Cordell Volson has some competition in camp. I think that that idea that Cordell Volson is going to get a whole lot better this year is – hopeful and i'm hopeful for it too and i'm ready to give him the chance but i'm also not shy about bringing in competition there and really pushing him he came into the league as an older player out of college relatively speaking and he's he's limited athletically right so like what could get a little bit better for him is like mental processing the game slows down he'll get a little bit better with reps but some of his issues are just going to be issues and so um I do wonder how much better he can get. And so bringing in competition there, I, I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, what about, so, so you're not in or open to Bergeron at all. I'm just looking at, I'm just discussing all of these offensive linemen. We might as well uh, discuss it because he's the only real tackle that you could look at at this point. All, all these unless, other guys like Malk is playing on the interior. Unless you're a big believer in, in Blake Freeland. Freeland and Freeland. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not, diametrically opposed to Bergeron there. I, I think some people are. Um, who was I talking to? Somebody described him as, as Jackson Carmen on the field at this point, but, you know, maybe without some of the work ethic questions that Jackson Carmen had coming into the league. So maybe you can work with that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, and, and there are some questions about him, about whether or not he's going to be a tackle in the NFL too. So it's not like it's clear cut. So if, to me, if you want your tackle, Blake Freeland's going to be gone at 92. There's no real, let's just talk about the position. There's no real cornerback that makes sense to me. Derek Hall could certainly be a guy that you would consider. If you want to go top interior guys, I think Tit, it's Titman or Malk, whoever your preference is. DJ Turner is interesting here though, man. I think I Turner and Brents are both pretty interesting here. I think that this would be fine, a fine spot to pick either of them. I also think this is probably an okay spot to pick Tyler Stevenson, who the simulator is highlighting for us, for those of you not watching. Yeah, I think uh, – yeah, I, to me, if I had to today, I, I'm, leaning, I'm leaning with Turner. I, I think that, uh, that that's where I would lean. It's close, though, because there's a, a lot of guys in this bucket an area where I'd be like, Oh, that, that guy would be pretty good at 60 or that guy to me, DJ Turner, you get him in here, you reunite him with Dax Hill. 
we saw his athleticism. They're going to have an inside look at, you know, what he is now. 5'11", 178. Do they, are they in there? Do they want to get a, a six foot, six foot one corner maybe? But I, I think that he's a guy that could end up being a really, really good starter. And he ran so well. I mean, four two six, great vertical jump, broad jump. You mentioned his testing. It was, uh, it was up there. So I, I think that DJ Turner would be my pick here. DJ Turner is just going to be about 22 and a half years old at the time of the draft. He's a little bit small is, is probably the, the big question for him at 178 pounds of the combine. But like you said, he, he tested very, very well. DJ Turner, that's the call. What do you think about it? I, that's who I'm taking, but what do you I, think about it? Give me. I think it's reasonable here. I think that you could, you know, you could talk about some of the other corners as well. You could talk about Derek Hall. For some, mm-hmm. for some people, this might be Derek Hall going away. For some people, this might be Blake Freeland going away. Uh, tight end, I, I'm okay with not doing Tucker Craft in the second round again this week. Yep. I'm not going to make an argument there. So That's part of it, too. We're going to be different. So let's do Turner and see what we can do in round three. We'll do Turner. We'll come back for round three and let the simulator run here to finish the show. Coming up next, and James, we're at uh, a running back in a corner through two rounds. So let's see what happens in round three. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Round three, the picks are rolling. Cody Malk went off the board, Bergeron off the board. Basically, the hope here is that one of these offensive linemen fall. That's my hope. And it looks like one did, baby. Oh, baby. This is how we do it, Jake Lisko. But let's go over uh, who went off the board because Blake Freeland went off the board shortly after Hall went off the board. Shortly after Stevenson, you mentioned him went off the board right after it. it and none of those are really surprising uh, that that happened. Um, Keandre Miller, for those wondering, went to, uh, to the Saints. Kendra Miller pick. That's the yeah. earliest I've seen Kendra Miller go in any simulator I've done. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, he's a candidate for round three. Cody Malk went off the board. That's one that uh, you never know. Like you could see him falling. Bergeron to the, to the Rams, uh, another one that's interesting. Gervon Dexter picked as well. Garrett Williams, who we talked about last week when we did Mock Draft Monday in the third round. That's going to be fascinating coming off the ACL for him to see where he ends up getting picked. Could be anywhere from the late second to the fifth. Who who knows? Darius Rush, another corner that uh, I think we've talked about at some point, or maybe the Bengals have talked to. Nope, confusing him with somebody else uh, off the board as well. So a bunch of corners get picked. Roshan Johnson, Tank Bigsby, some running backs going, getting picked go. early. We set the trend, James. We set the trend with running backs getting overdrafted. Not that we overdrafted Bijan Robinson, uh, but we did draft Bijan Robinson. And a bunch of running backs have been picked earlier than mm. I've seen them picked. Yeah. So you what? had a great feel for the simulator here, James. You knew that these running backs weren't going to be available when we wanted them. And I love like Israel Abanakanda, right? I love the idea of of adding him. But if, if Bijan Robinson's there at twenty eight, then it's it's the Bijan show. Uh, that said, 
pick 92. So you address corner for the the short term and long term. You know, I think Turner could contribute, but he's not penciled in as a starter or anything like that. <clears throat> Bijan Robinson, plug and play. We know what's going to happen there. In round three, I, I think it's interesting because I'm looking at some of these guys. Joe Tittman's still available. I was considering him in round two. So I think he would be at or near the top of the board. Tucker Craft. Also interesting. We have not addressed tight end yet. So let's take a look at the tight ends and see if there hasn't been that run because it doesn't look like really any were taken in in round b- between our second round pick and our round three pick because Kraft is there. Shoemaker's there. Kuntz is there. Um, I, I, we'll have to look a little more. I, is my guy Josh Wiley still there? Yeah, he is. He's way down there, which, yeah, keep sleeping on Josh Wiley. All right, so that's interesting. Let's look at the the offensive tackle. Is there anyone there? Anyone at all? Tyler Steen, I'm good at this stage. Um, And this is the downside, right? If you don't take one at 28 and you're not in on Blake Freeland at 60, you're probably not getting one or getting a guy that you think can play that, which we'll see. I just can't pass up on you know, the Bijan Robinson aspect of it at 28 uh, interior offensive lineman. Luke Whipler's still there too. That's interesting, man. Joe Tippman and Luke Whipler. I, I think Whipler, do you think he can be more than just a center or is he a center? No. only? I, that's, I, I think that's the question. Center. Yeah. But that's the question for teams. And if he's a center only, I could certainly see him falling. We've seen really good centers fall. If you think he can have a little interior position flex, then, then maybe he goes earlier. I don't know about you. To me, this comes down to, unless I'm missing, let me look at these positions one more. But to me, this comes down to either Tucker Craft or Joe Tippman. And I think it's it's pretty close because you've addressed corner. You're not taking a safety this high. Jordan Battle's still on the board. I, I'm still not in on Tyler Scott at this range. If he was there at 131, I would, I would certainly consider it. But to me, Kraft, Tippman, and there are more tight ends available than there are offensive linemen. I would probably take Joe Tittman. What do you think? I like the Tittman idea here. I mentioned that I'm open to bringing in competition at left guard. And, and there's a two birds, one stone aspect of picking a Joe Tittman if he falls. And this is way later than I think he's expected to be drafted for what it's worth. Like this is, we'll talk about some other guys here, even if we end up picking Joe Tittman, just because this is so late for him in my opinion um but the idea here is that he can compete at left guard right away Mm -hmm. and it would be a different position for him but i think he can go and compete at that position right away and then you have a center of the future Mm -hmm. and you have center depth and you know if something god forbid were to happen at at another interior line position you've bolstered your depth in such a way that you, you feel a little bit better about the guy coming in off the bench well, if Kappa gets hurt again, right, and you need someone, well, now you have Tittman or Volson, right? Like the, whoever would win, and maybe it isn't a competition. Maybe Volson just continues, and and they they love him, and Tittman's just backing up all three spots. All right, that's fine because at some point, you know, he would get the reins, and it's round three. I agree with you. We were talking about him at a pick sixty. Is this a little unreasonable or unrealistic? I, maybe. Also, the draft is weird. And we've seen some crazier things than this happen for sure. So um, to me, I would say Joe Tittman, but let's talk about some of these other guys. Tucker craft here. That's another one. That's the same boat to me. It's It's very tempting. 
Yeah, that he's not Joe going Chittner, to be here. Julius Brands, Tucker Crafts, even Sidney Brown and Jordan Battle safeties uh, are guys that I think are gone before the Bengals pick at what ninety two. Yeah, like that's pretty late for all of them who I think are all early third round and some of them sneak into the second round kind of guys. So that that's always an issue. You know, when you do these simulators, when you're picking at 92 and you have like 62, 67, 69, 70, 72, 73 through like 80 available to you to pick, that's where you have the randomness factor and the different bores, different positional needs playing a role. Um, but it's a good situation where you can just pick a faller. And as I look down the board here, you kind of have to. <laughs> In this situation, there aren't a whole lot of guys further down the board that you feel great about to me as I was scrolling. And someone so. someone has to fall, right? I mean, I think this is a pretty ideal – like, so if you're telling me they, they bolster the trenches, interior or tackle, and I get the preference would be tackle long-term, they address the secondary and add a corner that, that can impact them long-term, and they get the best running back in the draft – Feels pretty good. You're, you're not going to be able to address everything in, in, in three rounds, but, uh, you know, we, we didn't add pass rush. We wouldn't have addressed tight end if we go with Joe Tipman. But I still think there are tight ends available, and this is the beauty of adding a nerve Smith. I get it. It's a one-year flyer, but you don't feel as, oh, my God, they have nothing at tight end. They at least have a little something. And so the Joe Tipman pick makes a lot of sense to me. But let's just see who would be available in round four real quick. Yeah, we have time to talk real quick about some options in the in the fourth round. It looks like the tight end run has sort of started, although Scoon make oh no, if he's picked, isn't talking. You about. jinxed it. You jinxed it. Zach Kuntz, the best available tight end in yeah. the fourth round here, as there were a few picked. Uh Tucker Craft, of course, Luke Schoonmaker, and I thought I saw Payne Durham picked as well in there somewhere or no it was Brenton strange the penn state tight end okay. i'd be looking at zach Koontz in the fourth round if there wasn't a tight end selected at that point high upside athletic kind of idea there i could see this could be the scenario where you see two day three tight ends for the bengals mm -hmm. where they go Koontz, and then if wiley's still staring at them at pick 163 in round five they may go that route. Like I could totally see them going back to back in this type of scenario, depending on who's available. I, I agree with you though. Koontz would be high on their board. I, I'm looking at Koontz pretty hard here for, for a fourth round pick. I know that uh, at least one of our draft sheet contributors, draft guy, Jared, you can find him on Twitter at draft guy, Jared really likes Dylan Horton has a day two grade on Dylan Horton out of TCU. Just mm -hmm. shouting out one of, one of his guys. He's uh we don't have an age on him yet, but really, really productive at TCU. And that was a, a pretty good program. Not not an elite pass rush win rate or anything like that when you look at some of the advanced stats. Um, so we'll see where he works out on the draft sheet. But, yeah, I mean, Zach Koontz here makes a lot of sense. Jonathan Mingo, if you're following our guy Bengal Sands on Twitter, Mike Santagata, he's talking about Jonathan Mingo this week. Or in the last couple of days, James, there, there's another one. Yeah. But uh, I'd probably reach a little bit and and try to snag Zach Coons for some athleticism at that tight end position before you're down to 
hoping for Josh Wiley in the fifth round or something like that? Well, imagine if you got Koontz and Wiley. You'd feel pretty good about tight end, I would say. And and I, I think that this the double dip tight end scenario is still there. It it might not be as as likely, but in this scenario where you wait, is there uh, a realm where round four and round six tight end is the the top best player available or round four and five around three and five or six i think it is so yeah i agree with you i think coons here or wiley and and whoever, whoever you prefer because I, I could totally see the, the an nfl team liking wiley more than coons now maybe not every team and people are going to look at the relative athletic score and and just go oh it's got to be Coons. we'll see you never know and the, the medicals are obviously a factor as well yeah i think that on film, they might even be really close. Um, Kuntz, Kuntz and Wiley. You might be breaking yeah. the tie with, with other factors such as productivity or age, although they're like the same age. Both of them are going to be 24 this year. So, but they're pretty they're pretty close. I, yeah. You know, obviously the testing part of it is is made Zach Kuntz a, a household pre-draft name for sure. Four five five. I'm surprised you're not all over that, James. Hey man, I'm just Bijan Robinson, DJ Turner, and Joe Tipman. Speed. LF, LFG, LFG. All right. That's what we're talking about here. You want to play too deep? You want to do that? All right. Well, we just added a hog molly from Wisconsin that's about to knock some dudes over, and Bijan Robinson's running behind him. Feels like a, a fun addition to the team. DJ Turner, you got some, some corner of the future vibes there potentially if, if he can live up to his athleticism and, and develop in, in the NFL. Sure. We got, we got straight A's from the simulator here. Yeah, James. The simulator says A's. all A's baby. It, it's like high school all over again for me. College, maybe not so much. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, we're, we're going to probably have some people upset that we didn't draft an offensive lineman in the first round again. Although maybe Bijan Robinson will be more popular this week mm. than Kalijah Kansi was last week. We'll see what the people say. Let us know in the YouTube comments. Let all of that hate flow or love. We, we like love, too, uh, in the comments. So let us know what you think about this version of the Mock Draft Monday. We had a, a listener suggest, James, by the way, for anyone still listening this late in the show, that we take a look at some listener mock drafts on Mock Draft Monday at some point, and that might be part of a mailbag in the future here. So we will make sure that we're ready to solicit some feedback for, for some mock drafts of yours to take a look at here on a, on a mailbag, probably Thursday, Friday at some point here, but make sure you t- stay tuned to the at locked on Bengals Twitter page for that. And that's going to do it for this episode of the locked on Bengals podcast. Thanks for listening. And until next time, who day and have a good one. Hey, prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.